Praise God. Yeah, this morning I'm going to be talking about come up to the Lord. <clears throat> come up to the Lord. We've been talking recently, we've been, God has been speaking to us about uh, the need for us to slow down. And I want to take us through a journey of how do we practically make that happen? How do we do that? Not just once in 10 years, not once in five years, even not once a year. How do we make that part of, part of us? Uh, when Judith was uh, preaching last week, uh, you know, she was talking about the fact that we should rest, relax, take a break, pause. And she read uh, to Ross from Hebrews chapter 4. And towards the end of that Hebrews chapter 4, verse 11, the Bible says we should make every effort to enter God's rest. Even for some of us to rest, we have to labor. (laughs) You want to rest, and you have to make every effort to rest. Like the social scientist says, that our brain is wired that we'll be working all the time. That even for us to slow down, it is, we have to make a deliberate and intentional effort to make it happen. So when the Bible says in Hebrews 4.11 that we should make every effort to enter God's rest, even for you to rest, you have to make that effort. I, I don't know whether you are someone like me. <clears throat> when I go on holiday, my wife just wants us to wake up at 6 in the morning and we go out to the museum, you know, and we just go sightseeing and then we come back late at, at night, 9 o'clock. The next day at 6 again, we are there. And I would say, let's slow down. She would say, no, no, no. So what's the purpose of us coming for holiday? I'm just thinking some of you, when you go on holiday, you are actually walking. <laughs> You're actually walking. I just want to chill out, have good food. Rest, wake up anytime I want to, uh, you see. Because we are living in a world that is moving so fast. We are living in a world that even if you, if you are not intentional about slowing down, the world system conditions you not to slow down. Everything is fast. We have fast food. Look at the technological advancement in the past do I say seven years? I can't even catch up. Look at the updates, different apps, and you have to download them. If you don't download them, your, your phone is going to crash. You know, you keep fixing bugs every time. That's the world we live in. I was even surprised that even our motorway, we, it's smart motorway. I'm just thinking, how do you make motorway smart? But it's smart again. Can you, everything is smart. Everything is so fast. That's the world you live in. Deadlines, you're giving quotas, you have to submit this within this one week, even at work, if you don't want to do that. Some of us, some of you, you woke up, in fact, some of you, you woke up at 2 a.m. today to do some office work because you know you have to submit that thing tomorrow to your manager. Everything is so fast. You can speak to four people, one in Australia, one in Jamaica, one in America, and one in Cameroon, at the same time, through your WhatsApp. <laughs> and you can see them actually live. One of my friends who plays the guitar here, when uh, he was in, 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 in Greece, 
He was on the beach. He just wanted me to be jealous. And he was showing me. <laughs> so what am I saying? Everything in our lives is making us to just run so fast that if we are not deliberate, if we are not really deliberate, we are not going to slow down. But God said something to Moses in Exodus chapter 24. If you have your phone, <laughs> I know some of you are like me. I, I, I need to touch the paper, you know. Uh, I, I need to feel it. I need to feel it. But some of you, it's, uh, you have to just touch the screen. <clears throat> Isn't it? Like Alistair. <laughs> Uh, Exodus chapter 24. I'm going to be reading quite uh, a lot of verses, but I will be jumping some verses too. Verse 24, verse 1. It says, Then it said to Moses, Come up to the Lord, you and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, and 70 of the elders of Israel, you are to worship at a distance, but Moses alone is to approach the Lord. The others must not come near, and the people may not come up with him. When Moses went and told the people all the Lord's words and laws, they responded with one voice, everything the Lord has said we will do. The first thing I discovered that Moses did was he wrote down everything the Lord said. I want to say this. Let's cultivate a habit of writing down what God says to us. Let's cultivate that habit because even if we forget, we can go back to some of those. I know some of the things God said to me 22 years ago, which I've written down. I know those things God said to me 10 years ago. And I'm saying, God, I know you are watching over your word to bring it to pass. I know some of the things God has said to us as a church here. Seven years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And I'm, so when I'm praying, I'm not praying from a, a position of ignorance. I'm agreeing with God that, God, this is what you have said about us. This is what you said you are going to do. And that mobilizes us. It sets us in motion to agree with God. Because the Bible says, if two or three of you shall agree as touching anything here on earth, and God has spoken to us, there is power in us agreeing together to see the word of God come to pass within us, in our nation, and actually in this community. So Moses wrote down everything the Lord had said. He got up early the next morning. You say he didn't procrastinate. <laughs> so I'm trying to talk about how do we slow down practically. It's not about procrastinating. You know, if we, anytime we procrastinate, so many things would cloud, so many things will occupy that space. So we, that's why I said we need to be intentional, we need to be proactive. So if you say, Lord God, this next weekend, I just want to devote two days to just be there and just wait, we, we, you need to plan to make it happen. Probably switch off your phone, switch off your television, and just spend time in the presence of God. 
And so, you see, some of the other things that Moses did, he got up early the next morning, he built an altar, he took, uh, uh, he made a burnt offering, sacrificed young bulls, and fellowship offering. Should I quickly tell you this? Jesus has already settled that for us. You don't need to make any sacrifice. The Bible says, I think in Hebrews chapter 10, that it, it, it was impossible for the blood of bulls and, and goats to take away our sins. He himself sacrificed himself. It's our burnt offering. It's our fellowship offering. He satisfied all the requirements for us to approach God without any barrier, without any resistance. And you don't need to be on the waiting list to talk to God. Sincerely speaking, let me say this. You can actually even speak to God without your pastor, without your apostle, without your teacher. You can approach God directly. But we are also here to serve you, to help you. We can agree together with you. So if it's by yourself, if it's with us, if it's with your fellow brothers or sister, your husband or your wife, let's just go and approach God. God is actually waiting for you. You know, sometimes, I, was it about seven years ago, God said, Kofo, I miss you. Ah, how can you say you miss me? You're all knowing, you're all loving, you know me. He said, you've not, you've not, you are, you've been absent for some days now. You don't know that when you've not spoken to God, when you've not spent time with God, God is saying, I miss you. I, I don't know if you realize that. God is saying, you have time to, to put water on your flower. You have time to clean your window. You don't have time for me. You have time to clean your cars. You, you, you even take your car to the car wash. You have time to hoover in the house. You have time to do this. You have time for that. But you've not had time. I miss you, Kofo. You don't know God, God does that. So God is actually, you know what I discovered? God is actually eager. God is waiting. He rejoices when we come to meet with him. When we slow down, we say, God, we want to devote this time for you. You are my maker. You are my Lord. You are my savior. I want to spend time with you. I want you to speak to me. What is the next thing? You know, many of us, we have issues. The best place to be yourself is in the presence of God. And just tell him how you feel, how you are. You know, don't be religious when you go to God. Don't go to God and say, Lord, Lord God, our Father, I worship you, you are my Savior. And you then you omit all the issues that you tell your friends, your colleagues at work, and then you omit all those things, talking to God. God says, oh, so you don't have any issues. Oh, no, no, God, you are loving, you are gracious, I thank you, I love you, thank you, Lord. So do you have any other thing to say? No, 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 no. But when you leave God's presence, you go to work and you are complaining for 30 minutes. The best place for you to be yourself and complain is to God. Because it's your father, it's your loving father. It's your loving father. So we don't need to sacrifice any other thing. Verse 9. Moses and Aaron and Nadab and Habehu and the 70 elders of Israel went up and saw the God of Israel. Under his feet was something like a pavement made of sapphire, clear as, as the sky itself. But God did not raise his hand against these leaders of the Israelites. They saw God. 
Can you imagine? They saw God, and the Bible says nobody has seen God. They saw God, and they ate and drank. What does this mean? Hmm. Some theologians actually describe what they saw, like a pavement sapphire. Some say, no, they didn't see God. For me, this is what I want to say. Just encounter God. Encounter God. Some of you, you have had an experience that made you to say, I actually saw God. Like Isaiah said, I've saw the Lord. I am lifted high. Be personal with God. Can say, oh God, thank you. You encountered me today. These elders encountered God. And do you know what I want to say? There's a place for us to slow down. There's a place for us to encounter God together corporately. Hmm, did you hear me? As a church, the Bible says we should not neglect the fellowship of one another. That's why we have put together connect groups. Because during the Sunday meetings, you know, you don't have opportunity to ask me questions. One of the best places to make connections, meaningful relationships, you know, to happen and to grow together. So, for example, you know, I have a connect leader. Where's my connect leader? Chris, stand up. (laughs) He has to care for me. He has to watch over me. Yes, that's my connect leader. I'm in a connect group. Take your seats. Thank you. Last week, last week uh, Thursday, we were talking about Proverbs, and there were some people there who were asking questions, and we were asking for wisdom. We prayed together. In fact, there was a little girl who was there that celebrated her first birthday. We did it together. Is, is the girl here today, Tolu? Is Tolu here? Deji, where are you? Oh, are you there? Okay. Yeah, that's the dad. Oh, yes. And she's there. That's the place to do that. So it's not just about hurdles. Bring your children. What we couldn't do during the Sunday meetings, we could do that. You know, during the Connect group. Pray for one another. Watch over one another. Is Tola Ayeni here? Can I put you on the spot? Come up. Say something about Connect group. Come, come up. Is there? Do we have? Yes. Say something about Connect Group. Do we have? Yes. Good morning, all. Um, when I joined King's Church, I joined uh, the Connect Group, and uh, it was like a family. Um, I was new in Manchester with, you know, not knowing anyone around, so they became my family. And uh, we remain friends till today. Um, and I enjoy... You know, like Lukundo, I enjoyed the food, the bring and share, and uh, helping one another. You know, we can share things, personal stuff, parenting issues, what have you, business ideas, and, you know, and also the study of the Word of God. So it's been, it's been a blessing for me. So, yes. Thank you, Tola. That was really good. Lukundo, I'm sure there will be some people after this meeting who wants to sign up. Yes. So what do they do? Okay, so go online, makingjesusfamous.org forward slash and connect. Yes, or speak to any of us. So we have connect groups in sale, so people living around sale area, 
you know, there's a connect group there, Delia, DBC, and uh, are you there? And uh, Yetunde, yeah, Dele, stand up. Stand up. Yeah, so if you are in sale area, just see him. You know, invade his privacy. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> we have one, we have two here actually, one on Wednesday, so, and one on Thursday. So I'm in the Thursday, Tuesday and Thursday, I'm in the Thursday Connect group. It's in the evening, 7.30. We have one in Gorton area, we have one in Whitefield, Middleton area, we have one in, so you know the reason why I'm taking time to talk about this? is that God values our corporate meeting together. And it's not just on Sunday. One of our expressions as a church is for us to meet together. Okay? Okay, let me, let, let me go on. Let's go on with Moses. So they met with God, they ate with God, they had communion with God. Verse 12, the Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and stay there. Wow, I like that. So he didn't just say, come up to me, and I will start talking to you. Come up to me and stay there. There are times when we just need to relax. There are times when we just need and just be in the presence of God. I know we carry the presence of God everywhere we go. But there is this thing about encountering God afresh. Having communion with God. Having fellowship with God. Just come up and stay there. And I will give you the tablet of stone with the law. You see, God said, talked about what he was going to do. Then Moses set out with Joshua his aid, and Moses went up on the mountain of God. He said to the elders, wait here for us until we come back to you. Aaron and all are with you, and anyone involved in a dispute can go to them. The next thing I want to say about slowing down deliberately, you need to find a way of delegating work, duties to some other people. You need to find a way of of freeing yourself from some commitments that others can do. You don't need to do everything. There are some of us, we have to make sure everything is done according to specification. That was Moses. I'm, I'm thinking that was why God said, come up here and be there. And sometimes, even while you are in the presence of God, you are still worrying about, God, are you sure they're going to do it well? <laughs> so God says, come up and be there. And says, okay, tell these people to do this. Tell these people to do that. When Moses went up onto the mountain, the cloud covered it. And the glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai. For six days, the cloud covered the mountain. And on the seventh day, the Lord called to Moses from within the cloud. Did you see what I'm saying? For six days, God didn't say anything to Moses. Wow. If it was me, God said I should come up. I went up the first day, nothing. Second day, nothing. Third day, nothing. I would just say, probably God is not there. (laughs) I will come back another day. And even sometimes, you know, God said, come up and be there. God wanted him to settle down. Because like some of us, when we are even saying we want to spend time with God, let me say, you say you want to spend 30 minutes with God, 40 minutes with God, few minutes with God, or you want to spend half a day with God, 
As soon as you enter God's presence, you know what you do? You remember that, oh, you've not charged your phone. At least when you come out of the meeting with God, your phone needs to be in full charge. So if you're in the presence of God, you just get up. And then you go and charge your phone. And as soon as you just get to the presence again, just as you are trying to talk to God and be there, you just remembered, oh, I didn't put the iron off. And then you get up again. Can you imagine you are in the presence of God and your mind is in Australia, you are thinking of rugby, some of you are thinking about Manchester United match. Even our worries prevents us from actually spending time and slowing down. You keep saying, who is going to do it or if I don't do it? Should I give you a breaking news? Breaking news. You want a breaking news? 85% of what we worry about never happens. (laughs) I'm talking about facts, research. 85% of what you worry about doesn't happen. So when you say you are slowing down, get there and just be in the presence of God and just enjoy God. Anything that will happen there, let it happen. I remember we, Richard, uh, we went to Congo and uh, when we were in Congo, we had a news that uh, one of the brothers here uh, collapsed and uh, I was in Congo, thousands of miles away from Manchester. You know, I was worrying. So I was trying to call everybody, please make sure you look after him. Please make sure you do this. Richard just said to me, Kofu, calm down. There are people there, they will sort it out. Even if you want to go there, you can't get there now, now. You are making people who are there look as if they are not capable of looking after him. And that just rang a bell. We need to calm down. We need to slow down. And free ourselves just to listen to God. Let me just give you an example of what Jesus did with the disciples. And I just call that uh, times of refreshing. Mark chapter 1. If you've got your Bible, let's open to Mark chapter 1. I love that. Mark chapter 1. When you read the whole of Mark chapter 1, the Bible talks about Jesus' temptation and uh, he called the disciples. Hmm. In verse 21 to verse 27, he drove out a evil spirit, an evil spirit from someone and the whole, everybody was amazed. In verse 27, the Bible says the people were all so amazed that they asked each other, what is this? A new teaching. And with authority. He even gives others to evil spirit and they obey him. News about him spread quickly all over the region of Galilee. He became a celebrity. Then verse 29. As soon as they left the synagogue, they went with James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever. And they told Jesus about her. So he went to her, took her hand, and helped her up. The fever left her, and she began to wait on them. That evening, after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all the sick and the demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door, and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. 
He also drove out many demons, but he would not let the demons speak because they knew who he was. Did you see how Jesus was so busy? He was he taught in the synagogue with authority and power, and people saw what he did and they were amazed. As soon as he finished that, he went to Simon's uh, uh, mother's house. So he was with a lot of people. He also went, to, he went on a pastoral visit to one person. And as soon as he left that, he came back again that evening. And they brought everybody from the town. The Bible says he healed them. Did you see how Jesus was busy? But look at verse 35. Very early in the morning. While it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Even as busy as Jesus was, he still had time to slow down. So I know some of you are very busy, but you need to have time for God. You need to have time to hear God. In fact, Jesus says, and I think in John chapter 5, verse 19, he says, I can of my own self do nothing. It's as I hear, that's how I judge. It's as I see, the same John chapter 5, verse 30, I need to see what God is doing. So we need time with God. We need time to fellowship with God. Now, I want, this, I want us to pray together because we've got about five more minutes. But this is the prayer I want us to pray together. We are going to rise up to do that. Psalm 25. That's the prayer that I want us to pray together. <coughs> Psalm 25, verse 4 and 5. NIV says, are you there? Psalm 25, 4 and 5. It says, show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. That is NIV. You know, I had an experience some years ago. I think about 20 years ago. You know, 20 years ago, when you drive, we used to have A to Z. Some of you, you don't know what is A to Z. (laughs) You need to slow down and go back to 20 years ago. You can't. So my wife and I, we were going to London. So we got this A to Z. And uh, so we were going, we traveled on M56. You know, M56, we need to make an exit and join M6 on our way to London and M1, something to London. So we were looking at this. Uh, I was driving. She was on the left side, and she was checking things for me. So we were going, driving. When we were supposed to make the exit to M6, I don't know whether we forgot. We just kept going. I just kept driving. My wife said, I think we've missed the way. I said, don't worry, we're going to get there. We're on the right way. So we kept going, we kept going, we kept going. And even when we got to Chester, instead of us to stop and slow down, and we said, so we turned left and we were going and driving. We said, don't worry. My wife said, I think we've missed it. I said, no, let's keep going. We'll get there. Before I knew it, we were in North Wales. 
<laughs> you know, I learned a lesson that day. It taught me a big lesson. And I said this to God. God, please, don't let me go too far in my mistake before you pull me back. Don't let me go too far in my mistakes before you pull me back. And God has always answered that prayer. You know, we make a lot of decisions. We make a lot of, we take decisions every day. Do you know how many decisions you take every day? Guess. Who can help me? You take 35,000 decisions every day. Even just crossing your leg is a decision. (laughs) Laughing is a decision. So they calculated everything. Some decisions are quite small. Some have great consequences. But you take 35,000 decisions every day. That's why we need to slow down. And say, God, please, even if I'm going in a wrong direction. So when David says, God, show me the way. Show me your path. I think that's the kind of prayer we need to pray. Message Bible says, which is the next one. It says, show me how you walk, Lord. That's very good. What is God doing about your life? It's the time to say, God, what are you working out in my life? Because you said you are inside me to walk and to do of your good pleasure. What are you working out? Do I need to be patient? Even some of the things that my manager at work is doing to me, he's, she's been nasty to me, he's been nasty to me, and God will say, I'm just teaching you patience. Negative things that God will just say, no, don't worry, it's just for a time. So show me how you walk, God. School me in your ways. I keep saying this to God. God, don't ever let me graduate as a student in your class. I don't want to get to a position where I know I'm at the equal level with God. I know everything God is doing. I have answers for everything. No, I say, God, I'm, that's how to become like Jesus. I, I, I want to learn. I want to become like you. I want to follow you. Say, school me. And we have to be intentional to pray that prayer that, God, I don't know everything. Oh, if you get to a place where you meet with God, all stubbornness, all hard-heartedness, you know, everything goes away. You are able to give God chance to say, God, school me. I want to learn from you. I don't know it all. You know, some people, they behave as if they, they have answers to everything. They can manage their lives themselves. No, I'm saying, God, school me. I'm in your class. I don't ever want to graduate from the class of Jesus. And what's the next one? He said, take me by the hand. Lead me down the path of truth. I just want to know your truth. So that's what I want us to pray about. Lord God, show me. Teach me. Take me and lead me. Should we rise up and just pray? Let's, let, let's pray together. I want you to pray for yourself. Yeah. Let's just take like two minutes to do that. Pray to God. God, show me your way. Show me how you walk. God, I want to learn from you. I don't want to be in that place where I'm not learning. There are many issues in life. But I want to surrender everything to you, Lord God. Take me by the hand. Oh, Lord. You know the way. Everyone says you are the way, the truth, and the life. So take me by my hand. Yes, and lead me. I'm willing to follow you, Lord. 
Lead me down the path of truth. I want to know the truth, Lord God. That's our heart cry this afternoon. And God is going to do it. God is going to do it. There are issues we've got in life. And God is saying, I want to show you the way. I want to heal you. I want to lead you. I want to comfort you. I want to tell you the truth. I want to tell you what I'm doing about your life. I want to tell you what's the next thing to do in life. What's the next season for you? And as a church, God could be challenging you that God might be showing you you need to take a proactive action, join a connect, join the kids' work, or probably you need to be part of the hospitality team. God could be showing you something. I don't want you to procrastinate. Let's be like Moses. The Bible says very early the next morning, he wrote it down. He wrote what God was saying to him down. So let's spend just the next minute. I'm not going to say anything. Let's just pray for ourselves. Yes, Lord God, we just come this afternoon. We are here, Lord God, to say, Lord God, that you should just show us your ways. We want to follow you. Lord God, teach us your paths. And we are saying, Lord God, don't let us go too far in our mistakes before you bring us back. And you, you always want to bring us back because of your love. We say you guide us. Instruct us in the way we should go. Speak to us, Lord God. And we say, teach us, Lord God. We want to learn from you, Lord God. Even to, to get time to be in that place, to uh, uh, come into your presence is, is a time of resting with you, Lord God. And we say we want to do that, Lord God. We want to come to you, Lord God, and rest and slow down, Lord God. There are so many things you have said this morning. Practically, we pray, Holy Spirit, that you will help us to enter into them. God, there are some of us who have been asking, Lord God, that you will heal us. We have one sickness or the other. We saw what you did, God, with Simon's mother. God, and the Bible says, you healed her and immediately she waited on you. God, we pray for those who are sick here this morning. We pray, Lord God, that you will extend your healing virtue unto them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord God, we thank you. We thank you. We will never remain the same again. You're doing something great in our church. We ask you to continue. Speak to us. We pray, Lord God, for the leaders that you will direct us, you will direct them, God, and guide them, Lord God, so that we can see what you are doing, Lord God. Thank you. You have a hope for our nation. You have a plan for our city and our nation. But we are saying, Lord God, show us what what that is. Show us what we need to do. Lord God, and finally we say, we are students. We are your student. We want to keep learning. We don't ever want to graduate from your school, Lord. Keep teaching us. We are willing to listen to you and to learn from you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you.